I publish like ad cap lyrics for hand clap. No past rapping, 
everyone. Good night. Hello, hello, y'all. Tonight, y'all, this is, of course, your girl Carla B. This is the eBuzz show, and tonight we have a very interesting show lined up. We are discussing all things pertaining to Dr. Malachi York's incarceration, his teachings, and more. And with us tonight, um, first-time guest on EOTM Radio is a member of the Nuwabians worldwide, as well as being the daughter of Dr. Malachi York. we. Um, but before I bring her on, um, before I bring our guest on, I do want to go on record to say that when first presented with the opportunity of covering this story, covering Dr. Malachi's the York story, eight years after he was sentenced to 135 years in prison. I honestly didn't want to have any part of it. I saw, of course, I saw and read all the media coverage, uh, media footage years ago, and I just wasn't sure if I could be unbiased. Um, I decided to entertain the idea considering the source, and in researching, I myself discovered areas of the reports that did my you know, in in my opinion, it did not add up, which were, at the time, it was reported by, quote-unquote, reliable media outlets. Um, for the record, one also put out there that Dr. York, he was convicted on three counts of transporting minors in interstate commerce for the purpose of criminal sexual activity, one count of travel in interstate commerce, with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity with minors and three counts of structuring as transactions. And as I said, at the top of the hour, we do have the pleasure of having members of the New Wabians worldwide and daughter and niece of the renowned Dr. York I'm with us right now. I'm, I'm, right now I'm going to open up for Hat Shyap. And I pray that I said your name correctly, pronounced it correctly. <laughs> if I didn't, please forgive me. Welcome to the show. It's, it's all good. You pronounced it correctly. But for the listening audience who may not have heard, you know, how she pronounced it, my name is Hatshap. And I feel real honored tonight being here as a guest on the show because throughout the years we've been trying to get, you know, media coverage and to no avail majority of the coverage that has been presented on behalf of my pops has been all negative. So tonight, me and Fatima, we're going to do to the best of our ability to try and clear up some of the negative connotations that has been presented, you know, when it comes down to what happened to my father. So I'd like to begin, um, Carol, just a little bit by um, expressing to you how what is going on with us as Nawabians didn't just begin with the allegations that was um, placed upon my father. It all started when we came to Edenton, Georgia in about 1992, the laws in Georgia were so, like, behind in time, it was pathetic because they didn't have certain laws. It brought about a lot of problems with us as a family moving into that township. So a lot of our problems began with the sheriff of the town based on these laws that they didn't have enacted. So because of a lack of having these laws, we had to take it upon ourselves to try to communicate with them to the best way that we knew how 
to get certain things done and to no avail. They just brought about problems on top of problems on top of problems. So these zoning laws was an ongoing thing for us. And not only was the zoning laws an ongoing thing, it had got so extreme where the sheriff himself had came on the land, which a lot of people wouldn't believe this, this, you know, excessive force, came on the land, locked up our church. Now, you know and I know, what could a church do wrong that a sheriff would want to come and shut it down? That's how pathetic, you know, all of the different problems that we've had. So I would like all the, you know, the listening ears to know that majority of these problems started in 1992 with zoning laws. And from okay. that point on, it went to the raid. Okay, okay. I know that um, I documented some of um, our previous conversation, mine and yours, last our conversation last week, documented that in, in a, a blog on one of our blog sites. And I think that blog, I mean, it's still up there, and it's titled Dr. Malachi Z. York and the New Wabians from the Inside Out. And... Um, that particular blog definitely detailed how, you know, it all started. And I could definitely understand the position that you guys had as well as the the state officials when it comes to, like, different zoning laws. Because um, from what I understand in Edison, Georgia, what what your father and the members of New Orleans Worldwide were trying to create was, as some people say, um, it was a, a Egyptian theme park, but I don't want to use that word because I know you guys don't use that word, correct? No, that's good because you hit that's it on the button when you said Egyptian. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, I just wanted to um, to clarify that because I definitely want to, you know, put you know speak in a way that is um, respectful to you and to the Nawabins worldwide as well as your father. So. Um, what what I got from the whole conversation that me and you had was that okay it was something different, and usually when when there's something different and new, it kinds of scares people. So is that kind of where where things started to to unravel, so to speak? Yes, because I know being that we um had moved to what was called a dairy town, they never probably anticipated to see us resurrecting, you know a civilization that existed thousands of years ago in a modern day and time. You understand? So we had pyramids, we had obelisks, we had deities. You know, it was just our culture, and we were a peaceful people. And as I was explaining to you when I, when we had spoke you know, early on, how how can you take a peaceful people who never, I mean, anybody within the township can let you know we never, ever, ever had any altercations with the law enforcement. I mean, we would have family gatherings once a year, and you're talking about tens and thousands of people, you know, coming across the interstate. And with all of those people on our land, right, never, ever, ever did the police can say at one point they ever had an altercation with us. Never. So it's not a a normal thing where you get and gather thousands of black people and you don't have some kind of altercation going on. That's right. how peaceful of a life that we live. So right. knowing that, keeping and taking that into consideration, 
explain to me why would they need all of this excessive force when they raided 404 Shady Dale Road? I don't know. Why? Right. We have, I, I want to um, open it up because we have your, your I'm going to say is your, Fatima York, is she your sister or your cousin? Husband. Okay. Hey, How are you um, this evening? Hey, thanks for for coming in on such short notice, Fatima York. I definitely appreciate you um, coming on, and I want you to go ahead and share with our listeners a little bit about you and um, your opinion as to the situation that happened years ago in Edenton, Georgia, in regards to your uncle, Dr. Malachi York. Well, you know, my position with regard to the entire um, situation has to do with uh, racist uh, South and the fact that the corruption that continues to exist here is not being addressed by anyone or any of the officials that uh, would have the power to change things here. There are many things that take place in the South that people are unaware of. Um, the whole case, the entire case with regard to um, Edenton, uh, Georgia, was really um, a conspiracy that came about as a result of the sheriff in the town actually losing the case to my uncle. What happened was because of the zoning issues that were presenting and that, that case actually going on for quite some time, and uh, finally, you know, at the end of it, he's, he lost the case he decides that he's going to, you know, go ahead and try to get revenge. So he was constantly digging, constantly harassing, always trying to find a problem where there really was no problem. If there's an issue of zoning, of obviously, and that's something that's pretty small, you know, you can take care of that. There are many things that, you know, were were taking place there in terms of building. And when you buy 400-odd acres of land, clearly there are things you plan to do with it. So if there are some zoning issues that needed to be taken care of, you know, certainly, you know, those things can be worked out. But when it becomes a situation where, you know, the, the sheriff of the town makes it personal, then you have an even bigger problem now. He's taking this home with him, you know, and, of course, that started to show up in other areas. So he was determined to get something, find something, create something that would cause, you know, my uncle to be in a situation yet again. Okay. Okay, so the the, the picture we painted tonight in regards to um, what has happened to Dr. York is, Basically, you guys um, moved to the south. You guys moved to Edington, Georgia, um, purchased over 400 acres of land. You enact a Egyptian theme park, and you create your own civilization, if you will. And um, in the um, act of creating this new world, so to speak, um, the local law officials, you know, they it, it made them nervous, and they started basically trying to find out trying to find any little thing um right and so i want to ask you so when did the the allegations as to sexual abuse how does that how does that tie into all of this well you know quite honestly i don't i can't even tell you how uh it tied in with the exception of the fact that you had uh sheriff uh Steele's 
there in in uh, Edenton, Georgia, who really, for all intents and purposes, had an issue with, um, honestly, with having all those, you know, African Americans in in that town who were actually progressive and doing things and didn't really require much of the township itself. It wasn't, you know, obviously, you know, when you think about, you know, business and things of that nature, obviously if you have, you know, um, that many people coming into your town and they're not necessarily partaking of, though they did bring uh, business to to uh, Edenton, you know, by, you know, patronizing the stores and, and things like that, the point is that they never really needed them for anything else. It was sort of right. self-contained. And so I think that one of the things was, you know, it was, it was different and um, not something that they were necessarily accustomed to. And then you had this guy coming in and, you know, sometimes our egos get in the way of, of, of making right decisions. And so he decided he was going to just harass and harass and harass. Now, he did say that he had some information prior to uh, my uncle's arrest that spoke to the fact that there was something going on, some anonymous phone call he got at some point many years before that, which uh, makes no sense because it would be against the law for a sheriff to know that there was some type of sexual abuse happening or any type of abuse to a child and not actually do something immediately you know, do something about it immediately to actually get that child out of that situation. So that's where it started with him saying there was a tip he got some years prior, which made no sense because, again, you don't leave a child in a situation where that child is vulnerable or, you know, or in any way uh, exactly. uh, physically. You know, so he made the allegation, oh, yes, that's where it started. He got an anonymous tip that something was going on there, which uh, obviously made no sense at all. And that's when he so-called began his investigation, and he started to involve all of these other uh, branches of, of, of law enforcement. Okay. Okay. And, I, and, I, and this show tonight is definitely not a, sh- a show where you guys have to, you know, discuss, you know, everything that, that transpired when it comes to Dr. Malachi York. There are a lot of people out there, a lot of listeners and, and supporters of Dr. York that just wanted to um, us to air the, um, a show that, Regarding Dr. York, so they could be able to to call in and show their support. So, so we do have some calls that we'll be bringing on shortly. I want to ask because I know that you guys are doing a lot in the ways to to help Dr. York. Um, the ruling, you know, the 135 years help over overturn that. I don't know if you guys can share any of that on on how that's going at this time. Um, could you? Care to open up and talk a little bit about that? Yes, Chip, do you yes. want to take that? Yes, yes. Well, you know and I know that 135 years is an excessive punishment. And my reasoning for saying it's an excessive punishment is because, you know, I attended the trial, and while attending the trial, you know, prior to the actual Sentencing. They were saying how they had these tapes of my father's guilt. So we waited and waited and waited. And, of course, these tapes that they so-called had to prove that he was guilty never showed up. 
all the way up into trial, we never saw these tapes. So at trial, the FBI agent, Jelaine Ward, admitted she didn't have any. Mm. You know, and I'm like, wow. Mm. So what is he being charged for? So from day one of his arrest, it has been bogus. Now, it's not easy when you convict a man to 135 years to have the case overturned. But I can assure you, you know, me and my cousin, and there are other Nawabians that's working night and day, immediate family, to exonerate him. And we're not going to stop fighting until he is exonerated because we know that there's so many loopholes within the case that it's going to happen. And that right. much I can uh, tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, and, and, and I know that I, the question that you're asking is, what are we actually doing today yes, ma'am. to actually address the issue of his incarceration? And what we're doing um, right now is the most important thing we're, we're uh, faced with is the issue of his health. So what we're doing currently is, you know, we want to make sure that we he's actually being held in um, a super maximum facility in Florence, Colorado, ADX, um, Administrative Maximum Facility, it's Florence. And um, it's really like one of the worst prisons you could ever be in. I mean, it's a super max facility, and he's not getting any type of medical attention. He has... Um, angioedema. He has acute angioedema and he has flare-ups and I don't know if you're familiar with the disease itself, but what happens is with this disease, you know, if he has any stress or anything like that, his body begins to swell, his throat swells up. I mean, it, and, and at any given time he could just, you know, pass out because he, you know, loses his breath when he's, you know, going through an episode, and it could cause uh, asphyxiation, which could cause sudden death. And so what we're doing currently is, A, trying to address the issue of um, the medication that he's not receiving in that facility. They're not treating the disease itself. He has regular flare-ups. He passes out. As a matter of fact, some family members were visiting him uh, maybe about two months ago, and he fell out in the middle of the visit he had. Uh, was just a horrible thing, uh, and they didn't address the issue. As a matter of fact, many of the physicians in the facility or the physician's assistants have been uh, making comments that they don't even know what the disease is or they've asked him what is hereditary or um, right. acute angioedema. So what we're trying to do immediately is have him moved out of that facility because the facility is really, it, it does not, there's nothing in that facility that is going to help assist with his medical condition. And obviously you know that regardless of whether or not you have someone where you want to accuse them or whatever, everyone has a right to have to be treated in the event that they have any type of medical condition. Exactly. And so, yeah, there's not, they're not dealing with his medical condition at all. They're ignoring it, as a matter of fact. And, uh, and he has these episodes to the point where, um, in, in that particular facility, you're on lockdown for 23 hours a day. You get one hour a day to go outside. I think that might be like four or five days a week. He doesn't even go outside because he's afraid that if he goes outside, 
if he hits that button, if he's having an attack, if he hits the button to come back in, they won't come out there and get him because he's had that happen before where he went outside for his little hour break and he hit the button, he was beginning to have an attack, and they didn't even come out and get him. Luckily, it wasn't anything that it didn't get, you know, to the point where it was extreme, but it's happening so much that we have to do something about it. It's very dangerous, and people have died. As a matter of fact, there was a case a couple of years ago where a young man, um, was it a couple of years ago, Hatchet? Yeah, it was just recently, about a year. About a year ago. He died Mm -hmm. from the very same disease, yeah, because they didn't understand it. It's a, a, a fairly complicated disease that that uh, um, they're just starting to you know get information on and finding out what this disease is about. And so what we're doing immediately is trying to get him moved out of that facility. And obviously, following that, we will continue to address the issue of the false allegations and in the you know the wrongful conviction. Right. Uh, and obviously, we will be doing that. Um, and we're doing that in, in, in many ways. Uh, we're, we are going to take it all the way as far that's, as we can take it. Okay, that's that's great. And that's what I want to talk about after we come back from mm-hmm. commercial break. We'll take um, a 30-second commercial break. We'll come back, open up the phone lines, and then we'll definitely touch on um, the allegations and, and some other things as far as the re- recantation. So hold tight, everybody. Hype Magazine, a magazine that gives you all kinds of flavor for your entertainment needs. You can purchase Hype Magazine in all major stores, as well as getting it digitally at www.gethypeonline.com. Get your ad in Hype Magazine now and subscribe by calling 1-301-579-HYPE. That's 1-301-579-HYPE-4973. This is brought to you by EOTM Radio and Media. Welcome back, everybody. This is your girl, Carla B., and my eBuzz show. We are actually discussing... Dr. Malachi Z. York and the Nuwabians worldwide from the inside out. And tonight we have the the honor and the pleasure of having two of um, Dr. York's relatives, his daughter, Hasha Ip and Fatima York. And I think that they'll both forgive me because I'm trying really, really hard (laughs) to pronounce it. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Thanks so much. I want to... um, Open up the phone lines really quickly. We have um, someone who has been um, definitely, he's an um, EOTM family. Um, Trey, he also has a show on the Blog Talk Network, and when we were talking about this show, he just went crazy. He's like, oh, my God, Dr. York, you know, Dr. Malachi Z. York? <laughs> you know, so he has some stuff that he wants to say. And um, Trey, love, you are live. Well, um, first of all, I want to say to uh, Carla and the EOTM family, sincerely, I am very impressed and in awe of you all for doing such a, a magnificent show. And um, I, I have chills right now. I really want his daughters to know that as I'm on the phone with you all, I'm, I'm really getting emotional because your father, to me, I'm going to be totally honest with you, ladies, I, I, I read 
and I researched, and I was woken up by a young man by the name of Ronald Crawford, and I literally say woken up, and it was due to your father's books, one book being the mind, the other book being potential. And those two books, literally, I'm telling you, ladies, right now, I was a devout Christian man and believed in this in this lie. I'm going to call it what it is, you know what I'm saying? And when I read your father's books and started studying your father, I'm going to tell you, and, and watching your father's videos, I fell in love and in awe of your father, and I see Dr. York as what he is, the savior for us, and that is why he is incarcerated. The young man, Ronald Crawford, Crawford, who introduced me to Dr. York's teachings, he used to follow your father in New York. And after I learned and found out the knowledge and realized all the things that are going on, it is really a modern-day Jesus. And for the people that don't know that and aren't paying attention like that, Dr. York, one man, single-handedly showed black people how to live beyond white people's resources, and that is the reason why he's incarcerated. Mm. Thank you. Well said, brother. Well said. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. That's from the heart, ladies. And I I really would. Honestly, I'm an entertainer, and I would really like to, to do anything in my power to help and also um, keep in touch with you ladies because it would be an honor to be able to speak with Dr. York. Mm, okay, Thank you. that's wonderful. Well, we'll be sure to give our contact information to Sister Carla to and make sure that you actually have that information. And if it's okay, if it, is it okay if we have your information as well? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, it is. Okay. Well, we're, we'll we're happy Carla. that, yes, we're very happy that you took the time out to come in and speak on that so that people, uh, you know, the listeners are aware that, you know, it's not just us. There are other people out there that have been affected by his life, his life work, I should say, and um, just, you know, overall everything that he's done to, to try to, you know, clean up our communities, as you said, and to sort of help us to, you know, feel better about who we are because, as you know, for many, many many, many, many years, you know, centuries, you know, we've been, you know, sort of left behind. And so just to to bring us, you know, into the mindset that we are somebody and that we should be respected and our culture is beautiful and there's no reason for us to run from that. And it's not necessarily for it's not it's not even necessary for us to assimilate or try to assimilate or try to be a part of somebody else's culture when our culture is so rich. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. And speaking of, and I want you to stay on if you can for um, a bit, Trey Love, but, um, and just to let you ladies know, I don't know if you heard it when I mentioned at the beginning, he has um, a platform as well. He's a media mm-hmm. correspondent and an actor and a comedian as well. So um, as to what you guys are doing to gain more media um, more of a, a media outcry, if you will, um, in regards to your father, I, I think definitely um, between EOTM and, and the things that Trilla is doing with his company, Gilroy Entertainment, well, you know, we could definitely help facilitate anything that you need. So, um, we appreciate that. Absolutely. No problem. No problem. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the things that have impacted Trilla so much. Because um, he's talked about the teaching of your father. But for the listeners out there that may be clueless to this, one of you ladies, if you could um, go ahead and share a little bit about 
you know, what what is the new audience? Well, I, I can tell you, just to give you a little background on him, because I know that this is primarily about him, and then I'll, um, my cousin will speak to you more about the, the Nuwapian Nation, but it's for those who, who are not aware of the work of Dr. Malachi York. Dr. Malachi York is a teacher and author. He's written over 400 books, um, and he teaches ontology. And what that is is facts about the nature of things, encompassing, you know, encompassing comparative religious um, religions and spirituality and linguistics and science and epistemology and quantum physics and, you know, just personal upliftment. So he's actually been doing this for for many, many years, and as a result of the 400 books that he's written and the different schools of thought that he's actually taken us through, again, he, you know, came into a situation where his books were so thought provocative for everyone, not just uh, not just for African Americans, but for anyone that was interested in, you know, facts as opposed to just religious beliefs or what have you, you know, it, it was something that, you know, was, again, thought provocative and people gravitated toward Nuwapu because he presented facts, not, not fiction, not maybe, not is this real or is it, you know, you were able to identify what he talked to you about based on the fact that he gave you supporting information that spoke to whatever subject matter he was presenting at that time. And with that, I'll, I'll, I'll pass the floor on to Headset. Thank you. Is it okay, well, ladies, if I jump in real quick? Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay, I, I'm I just because I'm I'm so elated right now, ladies. I'm I'm sitting here with my books of mind. It, it is literally my Bible. You, I would I want you all to really understand truly. I mean, Carla said it and expressed it, but I really want you to understand truly how much myself, Mr. Lewis Smith III, really adores and respect your father. I want to read out of his book, The Mind, a scroll. Um, it's scroll 26. It's called Fear, and this is what I read every time I travel. And this is out of your father's book, The Mind. My child, fear is the most debilitating emotion. The student must be willing to risk everything, including his or her own life, in the quest for spiritual perfection. Timothy, that I mean, timid, like being timid, makes one absolutely fearful of becoming a deity, which is a god. A criminal who is fearless and totally indifferent and unattached to his or her body is more fit for becoming a deity than a nervous, overcautious person. His or her energies only need to be rechanneled. Fear is a product of imagination, but nonetheless it assumes real forms and can be troublesome in a variety of ways. Fear manifests in many shapes, such as fear of death, fear of disease, fear of solitude, and fear of company. Taking hold of the mind, the imagination works havoc and makes one prey to all sorts of fear. Fear is fear of public criticism, especially stands in the way of a person striving for righteous in the face of persecution One must stick to his or her convictions Then only can one grow Fear can be overcome by self-inquiry Devotion to a higher cause And the cultivation of the opposite of fear Is courage Positiveness always overcomes negative And courage always overcomes timidness Now I'm going to say this Ladies, what I just read That these are the parables that changed my life 
I do not mm. have fear now. After reading mm. this book by your father, mm. Dr. York the Mind, I do not mm. doubt any of my potential of how far mm. that I can go. I can soar mm. like the eagle that Dr. Malachi Z. York told me that I could be. So with mm. that being said, he in, empowered and and motivated me without ever meeting me by flesh. Through reading your father's books, I have changed the way I operate. I've changed the way I eat. I've changed the way I view people. I've changed the way I live my life after reading this one book called The Mind. With that being said, family, and Carla's been knowing me for years. And Carla, a lot of people don't know that I'm not going to say that I'm anything because, see, I even learned from your father. I'm not going to be called a Nuwabian. I'm not going to be called a Muslim. I'm not going to be called a Christian. I am a God child. I do know there's a creator. I do know that there's a higher power than I, but through your father, I learned to find where God truly is, and God is inside of me. That's what I learned by reading and listening to the teachings of Dr. Malachi of York. Wow. That's wonderful. Yes, it is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. he just inspired me with what he said because it's it's um it's very amazing when he brought up that particular subject matter of fear because him being incarcerated it lets me know how in depth fear rises and goes because we know for a fact my father is not a threat to anyone. That's right. Just the fact. He's only a help. Knowledge. Your father's only exactly. a help. Exactly. Your father's only a help because because even from where he is, he even from where he is, he helped a young brother that he never met, never laid eyes on. But my life has changed due to that brother's teachings, man. And I got his back. I support him. I I, I wish if, if there's anything I could do to help him get out, I promise to God, we we need him out here teaching us and helping us. We need exactly. Doctor York. Exactly. We need Doctor York. Exactly. And on the strength of Nawapo, because Carla, you had asked about Nawapo, you know, early on. Yes. And Nawapo is now Wu Nawapo, right? And when we say Wu Nawapo, that's our way of life as Nawabians. And then it's not only our way of life, it's our religion. So for anybody, who don't know this is all that we have is Nawapo. Because when you're dealing with Nawapo, you're dealing with right knowledge, you're dealing with right wisdom, you're dealing with right understanding and sound right reasoning, which is a complete package. And once you embrace all of that, then you are a Nawabi. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it's not like we can take the word and define it. Because what Pops had taught us was when we put a definition on a word, then they take the same word and try to utilize that word to define me and you as to who we are as a people, and he's not going to allow that to happen. You understand? Because when you look at a word and you define a specific word, it's all going to be based around the religion that's governed by the person that's given what? The definition. Right. So he hasn't, he, he hasn't taken the word Nawapo and defined it because we know the evil one, they want to be able to take the word Nawapo and categorize us in a specific category, and he's not going to allow that to happen. So in layman terms, it can be utilized as right knowledge, right wisdom, the right understanding, and taking it into what is called sound right reasoning. Mm, That's something. 
Um, I want to definitely um, allow you ladies the opportunity to share with some of our listeners ways to be if to you know to stay connected um, with information, all information regarding to Dr. York and the Nuwabians. Um, but before we get that information from you, I definitely want to go ahead and welcome um, to the show one of um, another one of EOTM's radio personalities. He has a show. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this gentleman is actually the one who presented this story to me. He emailed me, and he knows that you know when I when I do decide to interview someone, I I have to you know have a passion for it. And when I when I read the, the title of his email, I'm like, you know what? It's just going to take too much time for me because I know that I'm not going to just want to do a show and not really do research on it. So. I'm like, okay, after I did research, I'm like, you know what, I have to do this. And, and so with that, I want to <laughs> open it up to Ron Anthony. He inspired me to, to do this segment. Um, welcome to the show, Ron. Thank you. Hello, hello. How you all doing? Thank you. Peace What's up, Ron? Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Dr. York, to me, is I've been to the compound a lot just to um, sing to you know, he had different, I think I sang at a wedding, and when I sang at the wedding, he just, you know, they you know, they were saying a lot of things that I knew weren't true, because I was actually there, and I read at one time, they were saying that everyone there had to eat exactly when he eat and do everything. I mean, I was like, My God. I was there at the place, you know, and I'm like, and it was it you know it was it was too good out there i mean everybody was just it was like you were actually you know people were just free you know helping me they they helped me and i'm like they were treating me like i was you know somebody when i felt like i was nobody wow. and you know and it was just um and i met dr york through an agency anj connection and i met um just a lot of different ones. Um, I was get, just before he went in, he was getting ready to back me musically. Wow! I mean, we had everything set up, and <laughs> that happened. Uh, you know, and, and one more thing, he gave me his um, a CD. He said, "Ron, <laughs> you sound just like me when I used to sing." So he gave me his only <laughs> really his demo copy. He oh, gave wow. me a demo copy, wow. <laughs> and I was supposed to get it back to him. <laughs> let me jump in that real quick. You got to be a real Dr. York fan to know he did music. <laughs> yeah. True, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, y'all. And, and, and hey, to the sisters, trust me, I'm trying to follow in his footsteps. I'm an activist. I'm a motivational speaker, teacher, yeah. actor, comedian, and I do my music thing, too. So I'm trying to be a modern-day Dr. York church. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what's uh Yeah, I definitely have to have uh go ahead. Oh, you know, I was just going to speak on some of the things that he was commenting about, you know, with regard to the, you know, eating when he ate. You know, that you know, there's so many things that were just it was just there was just media hype, just anything to get ratings at that point. Um, we heard some of the most outrageous things ever, you know, and uh, clearly there's no way. I mean, there were people, no one was there. As you said, Ron, when you get you, you came up on the land, 
you were just there, you know, you just visited and you felt wonderful, whatever. People were there voluntarily. They tried to make it yeah. seem as if people were being held against their will <laughs> and all of this craziness. When when you went up there, you felt nothing but love. You felt right. like you were free. It was just the most wonderful environment. But, you know, again, they had to create that in order for them to be able to sell people on this whole concept that he was this horrible guy who had this cult and all of that stuff. They they had to do that. So they created these different, you know, scenarios or, or, or lies, really, to sort of sell the story to the public because it's the whole, you know, if, if you looked into it, actually, excuse me, if you looked into it, you would really see that it, the case was so bogus. So they had to come up with all these different things. And, of course, you know that the best way to turn people against, uh, to turn the public against anyone is to say there's a child involved somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Most exactly. of say that, people don't even look, they don't investigate. They don't, all you have to say is this guy did something to some child and that is it. You right. have, it's it's over for you at that point. Nobody wants to hear it. Everybody wants to, you know, beat you up or do whatever, throw you under the jail. And so that is what they do. And they've done that historically, if you think about it. To most of the black leaders that have come forward to try to do something, you know, to uplift their people, which is there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with uplifting your people, especially when they've been down for so long. So, right. you know, for him to come forward and want to do this, you know, was was commendable. And we've had many leaders before. Uh, Dr. York that's actually done that. And, again, the same story. It always comes back to, yeah, well, you know, they were doing something exactly. with children or he was doing something with a child. And immediately the public goes bananas and everybody's right. like, he's a child molester and they exactly. hear nothing else. Right. I want to really quick, we got about 12 minutes, and I want to um, talk a little bit about because when we posted the blog, there was, you know, just some crazy um, responses, and there were that people were saying that Dr. Malachi York, he, um, why would he go ahead and um, and plead guilty? I, I, I've done the research. I understand why that happened, and it's just so crazy. So I want you to explain if if some, one of you ladies can explain it really quickly as to why he, Dr. York, did plead guilty and how it backfired on him. Well, I, I, I'll tell you this, and I just this before we get into that, I just want to ask the listeners, um, anybody that's out there listening right now, and it's, think about this because I've, you know, you can go to traffic court and plead guilty for something you didn't do. It might have been a mistake of the police officer. Maybe he thought, you know, you didn't stop when you did or whatever. You There are so many instances where people have taken plea bargains. Let's exactly. think about it now because it's, let's, the, the operative word here being bargain. They're negotiating with you. And typically when they do that, unfortunately, they don't have a whole lot, but they're hoping that you you know, whatever your circumstances, whatever circumstance you're dealing with at that time is, is so critical that you're going to sort of feed into that. So I want to first say that it's not, you know, something that's new. Everybody knows somebody that's been arrested at some point or whatever. And, and oftentimes, unfortunately, the way the system is set up, they actually bargain with you 
plea bargain with you for your life or the life of your loved ones in the case of my uncle. In, the, in my uncle's case, he had a wife that was incarcerated as well. They took her down on false you know, uh, allegations as well. Yep. And and here she is. She's in, the, in a jail cell with multiple sclerosis, suffering. They're torturing her. She's sleeping on floor. She's never lived like that before. And they took two other women, and they're telling him, listen, all we want is you. Because of you, guy, everybody else is suffering, okay? So if you just take this plea, you know, we can let those women go. Why do you want these women to suffer? Now, I'll tell you something. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have taken the plea bargain. or what." You can say that until you get into that situation where somebody is offering something to someone that you, you love. Maybe you're thinking, I'm a man, I can handle it. If it were him by himself, he said on many occasions, if it was just me, it never would have happened, and they did it, they they did this, they positioned this to me, gave me this offer while I was under duress after they tortured me, had him sleeping on floors, rat-infested cells, keeping him up all hours of the night, two and three days at a time. If he fell asleep for an hour, they'd wake him up at all hours of the night. So what they did was they traumatized him, they broke his system down, and then they sold him on this while they were giving him all kind of medication and all that. And people just didn't know that. They're just, and then they sister, broadcast sister. it. You know, sister, let yeah, me jump doctor. in. What's your name, sister? What's the name my of the sister is, that's talking right now? I'm, my name is Fatima York. So, uh, Fatima, let me um, jump in real quick, honey. I know we only have 12 minutes, but I have to disturb you. Everybody, go to YouTube and go to Dr. York was forced to plead guilty. Just put that in your YouTube account. And what the lady is saying is true. He was drugged. He was treated with inhumane conditions. And when you think about everything that he went through, he didn't just take the guilty plea because he was guilty. But when you watch his YouTube footage, you can look at him and tell he was not even in his handsome, intelligent state. Just pay attention exactly. to that. Now, I apologize for disturbing you. Wow. Uh, no, that, everybody that, needs to go to everybody needs to see what you're talking about, and that's on YouTube, family. I just put it on my Facebook. Yeah, wow. you have to. Yeah, he was drugged. Clearly, if you if you can if you look at any of the other YouTube um, classes, you'll see him teaching classes. If you look at that and then take a look at him when he was there with the plea bargain, which they've actually put on the internet, you will see the difference. You will. It's it's clear that he was drugged. He was not himself. And then he had a. I mean, it was just terrible what he went through. And I my my personal opinion. You know, uh, it was a noble thing of him to do. Oh, my gosh, so many days I wish he hadn't. But, you know, I, I understand based on the fact that he's a man who cared about his family. I'm glad you said that, far because that was, um, not to cut you off, that was one of the things that I was going to say is that people is negating the fact of his nobility by doing that mm-hmm. because the average person if they were self-centered, they wouldn't have cared to look out for the rest of the family. And these were three women that nobly, nobly he did this for, for their freedom. And they're home now, and he's still there. Mm, wow. That's definitely something. Go ahead and share with us, um, um, Fatima or um, Hatshayat, um, in regards to if, if our listeners are wanting to stay connected with um, the Dr. Um, Malachi York's movement, what you guys are doing in, in hopes to possibly, you know, getting this um, th- these charges overturned, how would they be able to stay in contact with you guys? 
You have a website. Fine. You want to give them the website? Yeah. You? Well, you can always go to www.projectriseup.com. That's www.projectriseup.com. Uh, there's a lot of information there on the case itself. Uh, as well, you can contact us there. Send us an email. We'll respond to it within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, time permitting, and you know, if if you would, you know, any suggestions you may have, or if if there's anybody out there that you know has any type of law enforcement background that knows anything about, you know, how we can, uh, you know, just do more. I mean, we're always open to suggestions. Uh, okay. One of the things, I'm sorry. We, we Go also ahead. Have an official website in W. Yes. What is it again? UNW Worldwide. Okay. 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 Great. And we'll put that in the chat room um, also. We have a lot of people in the chat room, and we will put that out there for them. And then we'll also put that on our Facebook pages. That is www.facebook.com. UNWonline.com, correct? Yes, and www.projectriseup.com. Okay, that's that. Also, <laughs> I wanted to say one thing before we go. Uh, also, a lot of people hate to mention this, but I'm going to mention it. If you can help financially, because I also read that. Um, they're paying so much, and they're trying to keep the lawyer. So if anybody's listening, if you can help, where would they be able to help as far as financial? Well, you, you could, you know, because you have, like, the Project Rise Up. But okay. then, you know, you could also give them my number, 404-389-5605, and they can call me directly. Okay, and that's a number that will make sure that we give Trey Love also. Um, so you can possibly be a guest on his show. Um, again, that number was 404-389-5605. That is um, the daughter of Dr. York Hatshayep. York. Yeah, and they, um, they can, and, you know, like I said, they can also reach, you know, at the Project Rise Up, you know, email Fatima. Yeah, you can email us there, or you can also, if uh, if you'd like to contact me, you can reach me at C York One. That's S E E York Y O R K. The number one at yahoo dot com. That's my uh, email address, or you can contact me uh, by cell at six seven eight nine one three. Nine two four seven six seven eight nine one three nine two four seven and I am Fatima York. Okay, and that was um six seven eight. My email. I'm sorry. Okay, mother, go ahead. Mother underscore thunder nine 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 at hotmail. Okay, that's mother underscore thunder nine 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 at yeah hotmail hotmail Thank you. Okay, thank you, ladies. I want to um, give um, the opportunity to see if Trey Love is still with us, if he wanted to share any last words. we got about three minutes, so I'll give you one minute if you um, 
want to share, Trey? Yeah, I am I am here with you, family, and I just, again, this is like the, the most exciting thing in the world for me right now. You guys don't know, I've been reading this man's books for years. Honor and pleasure to, to meet both mm-hmm. of you and to, to be this close to you, and I will definitely be keeping in touch with you because I know you all don't. See, this is something that's real. You all don't know my name, never saw me in life, but I am part of your family because of your father's teachings and his work. So I just want the world to know that. I'm a supporter. Um, Carla, thank you immensely thank for you doing so this much. show, Carla, yes. and also allowing me to be have the opportunity to, to speak to what I consider sincere, true African royalty. God bless you, ladies, and sincerely, you. you and your father are in my prayers every moment. Believe that. Thank you. So much. Thank you so Thanks so much for that, Trey. Um, definitely an honor to always be in your midst. Um, you you made you tell some funny jokes all the time, but you, <laughs> you 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 get deep with it too, and you you got to love and respect a man like him. Um, Ron Anthony, um, did you have any last words for the ladies? I would just like to say I really appreciate you all coming on, and I just thank God that. I'm able to meet you all and just be strong and always remember to hold on because it's, it is a light, and this is happening for a reason, and believe mm. me, he will be mm. out sooner than we think. Oh, absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. And I definitely um, I have to piggyback on everything that both of these, these guys have said. Um, thanks, Ron, for making this interview happen. And, of course, Trey Love for coming on Inspiring Minds as usual. I want to um, give some information out there to the listeners in regards to your websites. Um, definitely, if you're trying to get more information in regards to Dr. York and how you can help, be it in, inspiration-wise or whatever, um, financially.